OMG What a Complete Education with Emer McLeisted and Sarah Breen is brought to you by Education and Training Boards Ireland, the national representative body for the education and training boards across the country that deliver education, training and youth work in all corners of Ireland. Whatever path you want to take in life, you'll find the way through further education and training and you'll find it right on your doorstep. Hello and welcome to OMG What a Complete Education. I'm Emer McLeisett. And I'm Sarah Breen. And we are the authors of the OMG What a Complete Ashling books. Um, and we met at Ballyfermot College, which is kind of what we're here to talk about today. It's kind of what we're here. It's kind of the basis for this podcast. And Sarah, can you tell me a little bit about your journey to Ballyfermot? How did you get there? Yeah, sometimes I think that fate brought us together, Emer, yes, because we both so. had kind of a convoluted journey to Ballyferma, didn't we? So um, when I was doing my leaving cert, we had a very nice guidance counsellor in our school who was very well-meaning, but honestly did not give any kind of individualised approach to what you want to do with the rest of your life. So my German teacher made an offhand comment that, oh, you're pretty good at German. So I took that and I literally put down a degree in German as number one on my CEO course, which turned out to be like the biggest mistake of my life. So far, <laughs> I just had no interest in German. But anyway, I got into the course, which was in DCU, and I was there for a year speaking German, not having a clue what was going on, staring down the barrel of being a translator for the rest of my life. And I decided, no, I don't want to do that. So I took a year out and I did some soul searching. And I had heard about this college, Ballyfermot College of Further Education, from a guy um, I know, and he was doing sound engineering there. And immediately I thought, that sounds cool. And then I looked it up and they did this wide range of media courses. So there was one that um, involved journalism, radio production and TV broadcasting. And I thought surely one of those sounds fun. I did like, I love celebrities, loved writing. And I was like, okay, we'll give this a go. That's where we met. And I had kind of a similar-ish journey. Like same, I left school. Kind of the only options presented really were to go into kind of academia or to go to university. It was like, if you can go to university, you should. Yeah, so it's not like what you want to do every no, day. No, no. And it was, it was heavy emphasis definitely at home you know what you know you want to study something that you're going to end up getting a job in and I you know had studied biology and quite liked it so I said right I'll do science I'll become a scientist scientists are always needed sometimes <laughs> I think of you in a lab coat and go I just can't imagine this listen <laughs> I had two <laughs> <laughs> so same as you I I did like two and a half years in Trinity I didn't studying, realize you were there for that long yeah, studying a science degree and it just wasn't for me I wasn't happy there um I was terrified of telling my parents that I wanted to leave Trinity so I formulated a plan similar to you I went looking I said what do I really want to do and I was like I would love to work behind the scenes in television or film or radio or something like that I just could imagine myself there it's just a bit, a bit more glamorous than a lab a bit more glamorous than a lab oh there's nothing wrong with working in a lab um so I ended up um, doing a lot of research, decided I want to go to Ballyfermot, decided, I think I think time wasn't really on my side to apply for that year. So I said, what, what I'm going to do is do a portfolio course, which was another further education course, which I did in Marino College. And then that helped me to get onto the course at Ballyfermot. I met you there. Um, and 15 odd years later, <laughs> we are best-selling authors. We lived together having met at Ballyfermot. We came up with the character of Ashling, and then wrote our books about her. So we owe a lot, I think, to our course, to the college. And we're just really proud alumni, aren't we? Mm, I just how did, how did it compare to your time in Trinity? 
Oh, it was just completely different. Like at Trinity, it was very, very academic. And I felt, even though I was, you know, a fairly good student at school, I felt I wasn't prepared for the academic side of things, the academic writing. I went on to do a degree and to do a master's, but I felt like I had learned about how to write assignments. Mm, during, the practical stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like Trinity set me up a bit, but Ballyfermot really set me up and it felt like the right pathway for me and I kind of wish I had done that from the start. I always loved the allure of going to like a big college or university yeah. and like being in a lecture theatre but then when I got there I was like hmm this isn't great and what I loved about Ballyfermot was it was kind of a mix of those two, the school experience and the university yeah. experience yeah. Um, because I just felt very supported there. There was very small groups, very small class numbers and the teachers really took an interest. You just, you knew all your teachers' names, they knew and your names. it was names. good crack, like we were masters, but... It was great crack, <laughs> but we also did like a lot of practical stuff. Yeah. We did work experience when we were there. Where did you do your work experience? I did my work experience in Hot Press and also I think 98 FM. You see, they were good ones. Yeah, they were good ones. They were good ones. Um, but I think what's important to note as well is that doing these kind of further education and training courses, it's not an alternative really to going to university. Like it's another viable option. No way. If I'd known about Ballyfermot when I was doing my leaving yeah. cert, it would have been my number one choice. And it's the number one choice for a lot of people. Yeah, today. I think it's a shame if people don't have the information given to them or they're not aware of all these courses that could just kind of save them from doing a couple of miserable years. Yeah, I worked in a shop for a year. It was no bueno. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We're going to be talking about the pathways that you can take through, through further education and training. We're going to be hearing people's stories and experiences of their own time, you know, learning through further education. And we have a really wide variety of people lined up to chat to some really interesting stories. So we're really looking forward to bringing those to you. So John Moriarty is our first guest of this episode. John is the Director of Transformation and Knowledge at the City of Dublin Education and Training Board. John, that sounds extremely important. Oh, no, it's not so important. No, well, it's a new role in there. Uh, it's a new idea we have where we're trying to look at the future and transform the organisation so that it can cater for everything that we don't know yet. <laughs> and John, we have kind of a connection to you because you taught at Ballyfermot College of Further Education back in the day when Emer and I were there. That's right. Yeah. We didn't actually have you. We had somebody else. But yeah. um, I definitely remember you bobbing around the studios when we were in there making ads for various brands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what can you tell us about your time at Ballyfermot? So that's obviously a place where people go on to further education. That's what Sarah and I did. So that's kind of where you had your start in working kind of under... ETBI as it is. That's right. Uh, I start. <laughs> I am go way so back. Go long on. Ago. <laughs> I started over thirty years ago working for what was then CDVC. Yeah. they were all VCs back then. Um, and I started in Ballyfermot. Uh, I kn knew the college very well. I'd studied there for my leaving search because, like a lot of further education colleges, they grew out of leaving cert. Yeah. Um, buildings and colleges. So yeah, I started there. I started in television because I'd been doing a work, bit of work in the television industry and like a lot of teachers you kind of go from the industry into teaching or still have your foot in both doors and at that stage I had my foot in both camps. So yeah, would have gone into Ballyfermot, um, started teaching. So the new bit for me was the teaching, not the, not, not the knowledge around television which is my subject area back then. And yeah, yeah, really, really liked teaching, really liked it and really liked the idea of having a place where you're learning about an industry. 
mm-hmm. you know, and you're learning how that industry works. Very, very different than academic, you know, learning about knowledge that may turn lead to a job. This was specific about a job, you know, and it was just bringing you along the pathway to get that job. And the fact that you had worked in television yourself must have been such an asset when you were teaching. I would say it's an advantage because you can look at the learners, you can talk to them, you can relate to real life experiences you've had. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's an advantage, you know. When and, and I think the learners identify with that a lot. You say, well, you know, you tell them, especially if you're still doing little bits because yeah. you keep it up to date. And, and you can tell them about something you were working on two weeks ago or during the summer or whatever it might be. And they relate to that. And know? I remember as a student in Ballyfermot it being very impressed by teachers who were also like on the job or they had been on a set that weekend. Yeah, yeah. And I think for a lot of kind of the further education courses that we're going to be talking about over the course of this podcast, some, not all of them, but some of them are quite practical. And a lot of them involve kind of hands-on experience or work experience, whereas some other co- college courses of further education is much more academic, as, right. as yeah. you said. And I think that was a big draw for both Sarah and I when we were going to Ballyfermot was that kind of, it, there was kind of an excitement about it and it was different because we both had done previous third level courses straight out of school. We both had gone to university, hadn't worked out for either of us. And Sarah was saying earlier, she wished that she had just gone straight to Ballyfermot and not kind of, you know, but, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about pathways here and that was her pathway. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to hear your pathway because you've obviously gone from working as a teacher, from a student in Ballyfermot, a teacher to where you are now. Like that's, that's yeah. quite the pathway. <laughs> <laughs> and Ballyfermot have had a lot of success stories. Do they talk about us back there? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, you're, uh, you're talked about you're part of our um, alumni that we're so proud of portraits on the wall I hope (laughs) (laughs) and we are actually such proud alumni aren't we we were just kind of thinking of ways to describe ourselves and it was that we we are so proud to have gone to Ballyfermot like when you're out and about in the industry meeting people and you have that connection like we both went to Ballyfermot it's just one of those things where you know it has really helped me I know when I worked in journalism and you know I helped get work experienced students into magazines that I worked at and there's always a kind of like little nod and Ballyfermot has such a great reputation within the industry in journalism anyway and in TV Yeah and so you also worked you were a teacher in Ballyfermot but you also worked as deputy principal there so you must have seen people doing all kinds of courses. Absolutely. Yeah, I eventually I moved on from, from, from teaching to sitting behind a desk and telling other people about teaching <laughs> or where to teach or what, what timetable they had. So it is a big change. Um, but as you start to change like that, you start to see the, the broadness of the courses that are there, the range of courses. You start to realise the intricacies of courses you were never involved in. And every course has its unique characteristics and the teachers in it are trying to drive it. They know what they want in terms of bringing the student along, getting them to their destination. So I, I, I think of a bit like taxi drivers at night time. You kind of go, you get in a taxi, you want to go a certain place. You get in another taxi, that's going somewhere else. And they're mm-hmm. all crisscrossing around. And you kind of go, how do you understand all that? But the taxi drivers know the routes. They know where to take the person. They know the shortcuts. They know the best ways. Mm-hmm. Teachers are a bit like that. They're trying, they know the route that, to get you to your destination. You may not know the route. You may not have the confidence that you can get to your destination. But if they know the route, they bring you there. And a good taxi driver will find the shortest way to bring into a place. Teachers the same. God, that's so. That really feels like it. Kind of sums up definitely my experience at Ballyfermot because there is such emphasis on where you're going after this and what's going to happen for you when you leave here and where you know what can the stepping stones be. 
you must have seen people coming in who are like school leavers, who are what we call mature students who, I mean, I think they're over 23, which doesn't seem very... Not very mature in hindsight. <laughs> just babies now to me. And then people who are returning to education or coming to education for the first time. So you must have seen a very wide breadth of people. You do. And people, uh, and just going back to where you said, uh, you both went to college first didn't work out for you, came back mm-hmm. uh, and went to Ballyferm for a more vocational course. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of people, and surprisingly many people who take that step, that initial step, it's around the country, there's still, and as I know there's loads of campaigns going on, but there's still this thing that career guidance teachers tend to steer, and parents and everyone else, tend to steer people towards universities first. Mm-hmm. And not knowing that it may not be the right pathway. Um, and that there are other pathways like further education training. Um, and a lot of people realise that, unfortunately, a year, two years down the line, sometimes at the end of their degree, they yeah. realise that further education is facing them. So in further education, you get people who are straight in from the Leaving Cert, as you say. You get people coming back who've maybe a year or two under their belt in college and you get the mature students. And that mix is great in a classroom. It really is. It is. I remember it's, that there being so many different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a levelling thing. Uh, the mature students, you can almost tell every single time when a mature student comes in, they may not have been in the classroom for a while and they lack the confidence and they kind of think, oh, how will I fit in with all these young people? Sure, I'm totally different from them. I'm so out of touch. I wouldn't, won't even know what they're talking about. But they're sometimes the best leaders in the class. Mm-hmm. When they settle in, find their feet, they're great. And this idea of someone coming straight out of Leaving Cert, 17, 18 years of age, they're now sharing a class with someone who might be the same age as their parents. Mm-hmm. And they're having to interact with them in a different way and socialise with them, you know, have coffee with them and whatever. That's that levelling effect between the two age groups is great. It's beneficial for everyone. And I remember in Ballyfermot doing a lot of group projects and there was always such a mix of, you know, ages um, and you had people from all different backgrounds in the groups. And it was just like, it was really good to get different perspectives and different ideas and everyone brought something new and interesting to the table. Yeah, we made short films together. We made kind of, you know, mock TV ads together. We made radio shows together. Like we learned so much. And, you know, even though technologies move on and everything, but just I think the experience you have of working together and people see something like Ballyfermot or a lot of these courses on CVs and they go, oh, that's interesting. It's just so... I think, attractive to employers or places you're trying to move on to after college. Um, Talking about moving on, you are now, as we said, Director of Transformation and Knowledge at the City of Dublin ETB. So that means, so the City of Dublin ETB oversees a lot of institutions that provide this further education and training. That's right. So we're the state body in Dublin City with responsibility for education and training. So we're responsible for everything from now primary school education. We have some primary schools, uh, second level. We have four, 14 second level schools. Um, further education, like Bally, colleges like Ballyfermot, there's currently 12 of those that we're responsible for, and two training centres. And then adult education, which is a whole different ball game again, where you have uh, people doing short courses um, in different areas around them. So all in all, we've got 40,000 learners on average a year, wow. coming in and out. Uh, now, some of them are coming in for maybe a three-hour course. Maybe uh, there's a group of, um, maybe an old folks club who uh, get a, a lesson on how to use their mobile phones to do texting. Uh, you've everything from that to people doing degrees. So you've got a huge range in there. Um, apprenticeships, uh, you know, all sorts of education in that range. 
And yeah. there's, there's so much available. When we were doing research for this podcast, I had no idea the breadth of the courses that were available. Can you give us an idea of some of the popular ones or some of the ones that, you know, have smaller um, numbers of people doing them? Well, I'll try. <laughs> there's so many. The really popular areas are uh, areas around health. So everything from studying to be a nursing assistant, um, childcare is very popular. Mm-hmm. And then you've got lots and lots of niche courses. You've got niche courses. Oh, what was the one the other day? Uh, aircraft, um, learning about aircraft maintenance, which wow. would be quite a small course, yeah. um, but a very specialist course. Yeah. You know? Uh, horticulture. I think I yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> kill all my plants. So I, I remember when Sarah and I started Ballyfermot, um, there was kind of a very glamorous aspect to it because they have in Ballyfermot, I think they still have their, what they call colloquially as rock school, yeah. which was where people went and learned, you know, music management, how to be in a band, how to go on tour, all that kind of thing. And I think a lot of courses within, kind of under this umbrella, have that kind of glamorous Yes, I thought it them. was very cool. And then the animation course as well. Is yeah, so well and like there's the a lot of outdoor education courses. A good friend of ours did outdoor education over in the west of Ireland. And it just seemed so glamorous and so different, just so different and something you would never thought you could go to college for. Every, every, I think every ETB has their niche. And then within every ETB, the colleges or centres, training centres, have their niches as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, and each one, that's the selling point of it. So for Ballyfermot, it was media, rock school, uh, animation. Um, and then for other centres, it's something totally different, you know. Well, listen, John, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. We've learned a lot about further education and training. We've learned a lot about the Education Training Board of Ireland. There's a lot of acronyms, but um been really interesting to talk to you. So thanks so much well, for joining us. Thanks, you're John. welcome. You're Bye. welcome. And it's been great to talk to two ex-students. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Body firm and forever. Loads of info from John there and we're going to have more from Cleo coming up in a few minutes. But do you know what I have to keep reminding myself of is that there's loads of different options. Like it's not just like what we did, which was higher national diploma. There's loads of different types of courses you can do under further education and training. I remember apprenticeships being like a big thing when yes. I was leaving school it was seen as kind of an alternative but it's not really now it's like Yes and you can earn while you learn yeah. with an apprenticeship and there may be people listening that um, you know need some help with some literary and numeracy skills and yeah. those courses are available too Yeah so it's not just for people who have like a complete leaving cert or have But if you do have a complete leaving cert you can do a post leaving cert course You can do a post leaving cert course which was they were they've definitely been around I feel since I left school that was one of the that was kind of the it was, again, seeing as alternative, but it's really an equal option then going on to more traditional third level courses. Um, other things you can do is evening classes. I mean, even if you want to just take up a hobby or interested in something. And then, of course, we were talking to John about kind of the glamorous courses. Oh, yes, the music and the <laughs> outdoor education and stuff. Yeah. But look, let's go back to the episode. If anyone is interested, everything is available on etbi.ie and the link will be in the show notes. We have here with us now Cleo Knight. Cleo's from Port Arlington in Leash, but she is currently a full-time teacher at Ballyferma College of Further Education. Again, our old stomping ground. Cleo, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So you started off as a student of media at Ballyferma, as Sarah and I did. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk us through your pathway, maybe even from when you left school 
up to where you are today. Absolutely. So I uh, graduated from secondary school in 2009. And when I finished, I had made this decision because I didn't work very hard in school that I wasn't academic. And I was like, okay, so I'm not academic. So what's next? So I went and I was like a cabin crew for a few years. And then I decided that actually I want to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I, but as I said, I was like, oh, I don't really have, you know, when you're in secondary school and you go to do the the leave insert, they focus mostly on linguistics and mathematics and don't really look at other things like musical intelligence and what have you. So I read a book uh, by a man called Howard Gardner called Frames of Mind. And in that book, he said that there are um, many different types of intelligence. I think about nine of them. So one of them was like interpersonal, musical. And I was like, okay, so I can be intelligent, but just not in an academic way. Yeah. Right. So then I, I started looking at college courses and I was like, I want to, my intelligent or skill was communications and people. And I love people. So I decided that I was going to go to college and do something with people. So I said, I went searching and I looked at all the universities and what have you. And then I found Ballyferma College online and I was reading the reviews and and I decided to do a QQI level five. I think it was VTAC at the time. It was 2013. VTAC or QQI now level five in presentation and performance for media. Oh, I remember that course. Yeah, I remember that course too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember reading it and we had to do like a little um, piece to camera as like an audition tape. And I was like so nervous. I was like freaking out, (laughs) shaking, (laughs) recording. What if it goes out live somehow on RTE? (laughs) Oh my God, I still watch it back and I'm like, oh Lord. Torturing Um, yourself. I like to torture myself. Um, But anyway, I got onto the course and I had the best year and I, I ended up walking away with distinctions and everything which was really unheard of because I was like D's at best in but school. But that must have been so good for your confidence yeah. having decided that you weren't academic. Oh my god absolutely I was like actually I found my place in the world Amazing. and then when I finished uh, the course I looked at HND's and then I ended up doing the radio one the radio studies course. So you couldn't leave Ballyfermot? <laughs> I will, I feel like I'm one of those people that have never left um, so I'd done the HND then I left for a few years worked in TV worked in radio and then I decided I was going to come back and do the degree, the uh, media production management degree. And I'd done that for a year, left again, studied. Then I decided that after years of TV and radio that I wanted to teach. And then I went back to Ballyfermot again. You're like a boomerang. I'm a boomerang. And I'd done my student teaching there for a year, um, which was an amazing experience and best year ever. And uh, I substituted loads. And then I came back again as a teacher. And now this is my, I'm going into my third year teaching in the college. So... I uh, I don't know. The future is very much value for it for me. <laughs> You've really come full circle. Yeah, and I, I think have. what you really illustrated there is when you probably when you left school in two thousand and nine, as mm. you said yourself, you didn't feel very academic. You you know you thought acad- academia wasn't for you, mm-hmm. but now you're a teacher. Like so many people are probably in school now or maybe thinking I would like I know our character Ashling, who we've written about <laughs> yeah. even though you know she loves her life and etc but she's always thought oh I would love to go back and do nursing or teaching maybe I should still do it like she feels the pull mm-hmm. but um, I think it's really interesting how you've described your journey from leaving school not feeling academic mm-hmm. to now being in your third year of teaching and like helping people and like that must feel kind of crazy? Yeah, well, I think it's really important to find your place in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I found Ballyferm at college, I always say I found myself and I became the person I am today because of the college and my experiences there. But more so than even the amazing opportunities and courses that they have in Ballyferm at college, they also have an incredible culture that you can't 
you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and you guys probably would ex- have experience as well the close knitness yeah. of it all. Um, uh, and if you go into the industry, you know when you meet a bally firm person yes. and you have that camaraderie. There's a about kind of you? a little wink and a nod. Yeah. It's like hello, yeah, like you're like the bally firm. And I found yeah. in the industry and leading people in the industries went to Bally from yeah. college. Yeah, it and has a great reputation. Absolutely, like a wo- wonderful alumni. Like you said, your pictures are, are, are up in the walls. <laughs> 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 I <should> hope so. <laughs> but yeah, a wonderful alumni and... Um, I, I I think it's it's second to none. It's I think it's the hidden curriculum is what they call it. You know the the, the aspects of uh, learning and growing that aren't necessarily academic stuff like your social skills, your networking. Mm. I mean, you can't get it anywhere else. And I'd say that's kind of replicated in other institutions around the country that have their own kind of niche mm-hmm. or their own kind of peers that end up working in the same kind of industry as people who come from Ballyfermot sometimes Absolutely. do as well. Um, what I wanted to ask you was, so you mentioned there that you did your, you did various levels mm-hmm. and you ended up doing a degree at Ballyfermot. I think there's probably people who don't realise you can do kind of like an honours degree mm-hmm. at Ballyfermot and, and and go on to do something like that there. Absolutely. So the degree in Ballyfermot is a level eight honours degree in media production management. And it's, it's quite a hectic, busy year, but it's incredible. I mean, just from a financial aspect, you're getting a level eight honours degree for less than 1,400 euro. Yeah. Right. I, I also am a graduate of the honours degree, degree at Ballyfermot. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, and, and the degree is facilitated by DCU. So you get to do the the big production of the graduation yeah. in, in, in DCU and your your cert is Ballyfermot and DCU. So it, it's an, it, it sounds great. It looks great. What was it like going from being a learner at Ballyfermot to being a teacher there? Um, I had severe uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I think that's the phrase. When I went into the staff room for the first time, I remember feeling like I was allergic to the door. Like because you'd usually knock yes. and be like, "Is like John Moriarty there for a second <laughs> or what have you?" And I would knock or whatever. But this time they were bringing me, and I was like, "This is so weird." Now I feel like they're my colleagues, and we have like I have great relationships with all of them. Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, when I was in your class, I was a bit chatty because I'm a talker," mm-hmm. and I'm looking, going, "They probably think, how is she teaching?" But now they know me very well. You Teachers know? need to be talkers. As yes. you know, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah. And some of the peers that you would have gone to college with, where are they working now? Are they in the industry? Do you, are you still in touch with people? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've had some really fantastic uh, classmates. So a lot of them are on, t- a few of them are on Today FM. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, some of them are, went into business. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them on Irish TV, a lot of Irish radio. Um, and then I think one other uh, is actually now starting the process of doing a H-dip in further education. Ah, inspired by you, no inspired, doubt. Inspired, of course, you know. Um, so that's kind of different things. But a lot of them are, a lot of them are in the industry. Can that's, I ask about the H-dip? I'm just kind of interested. Mm. Did you do that in Ballyfermot as well? Is that available in Ballyfermot? The H-dip isn't available in Ballyfermot. I'd done that in Reno Institute. Okay. And uh, I'd done, do, I done it over a course of a year. And then you have to do, when you're doing teacher training, you have to do a certain number of hours uh, placement. And I'd done my placement in, in Ballyfermot. Ballyfermot. Of course you did. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> have you ever um, thought about, pick like you've, picked up so many different skills and qualifications now. Have you ever thought about maybe I'll do an evening class and something else? Or like you you must now know the kind of range of subjects that are available to you. If you were to go on and do something else, just even as a hobby, what do you think it might be? Well, for me, I 
I love learning now and I have I, you know I've got like every time I go to a graduation I'm like buzzing for the next course yeah. so I went on and done my master's in Trinity College in um, in leadership and management in education wow. and um, so that is still a process I'm still doing that but uh, for fun uh, course wise I like to do it sounds like not fun but I like doing courses on stuff like GDPR and stuff yeah. <laughs> like, Okay, some, some people's idea of fun. <laughs> like it, it's a bit of crack. Um, but yeah, no, I've done so. I like doing courses like that. Uh, but if I had to start all over again, I would have started, like you said, I would have went straight to Bali for a Yeah. I wouldn't have waited. I wouldn't have done anything else. I would have loved to go straight in and, and do that from the moment I left school. But yeah. look, life doesn't happen that way. I think it's so funny. You were such an academic person. And at the start of this interview, you said you felt like you weren't academic at all when you left school. You know what? I think more than not being academic, I just think after being in secondary school and not necessarily feeling like I I was um, academic. I just, like I said, I made that decision. Mm. But I think it's more of a confidence issue. Mm-hmm. So like, f- and I, now at, from my lived experience of that, when I have students in front of me, and let's say I teach um, radio, for example, and we are, I, put, I put forward an assignment. Well, some students are fantastic at writing mm-hmm. and they'll write me an assignment and, and they'll, like, you know, they'll get their, their marks. And then you've other students who aren't necessarily, don't want to write, they're not, that's not where their strength is, but they're amazing speakers and they could create an amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. So what I always try to do is give them options. So, okay, let's say you're not a writer, but you're, you're, you can, you're a great presenter. Mm-hmm. Then you can also do the assignment as a podcast and then you can still get the same equal playing field, equal playing ground, I think the phrase is, everyone gets an opportunity to to, to work to their strength. Um, so, and that's only because of my own experience with it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in when I was in Bali, when I, when I was a student in Ballyfermot College, um, you know, we had a lot of opportunities to do practical stuff and like, you know, like radio courses and TV courses, mm-hmm. they have a lot of practical elements to it, which are really attractive to someone like me. Mm. Um, so for all my assignments, if I could, I would have done an, a, a podcast or a radio interview or a, 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 some kind of piece of work that, you know, because that was where my strength was. But as my time went on in Ballyfermot, my confidence grew immensely and I started to become better at writing and mm-hmm. better at putting stuff together. And like anything, you know, I, I don't know who said it. It's like a theorist who said it, but no one's modern tongue is an is academic. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. So as I progressed, I um, got better at it and better and confidence grew. And that's that's all I can really hope for for any student that enters in because confidence is the, the, the main issue. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think anyone who has you teaching them Bally Fermit is really <laughs> lovely, lovely listening to you talk today. You're so passionate. Cleo, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really great to talk to you and you are inspiring me anyway to go back and do some further learning. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Wow, Cleo, what a powerhouse of a woman and what an asset to Bally Fermit College. I know. She's actually been quite inspiring thinking about just all the options that are available out there. So if you could go back and do anything, what would you do, Eamon? Oh, God. Um, do you know what? Even though even though we have written so far four best-selling books, <laughs> award-winning, I, would, I never studied um, kind of English literature or creative writing. I feel like something like that could really be good in my back pocket to like just study the ins and outs of how books are written and pull them well, apart. Well, it's a bit late now to, be going <laughs> to figure out how books are written. But no, I get what you're saying. I haven't read very many of the classics. Um, yeah. And sometimes when we're at things and we're hanging out with a lot of literary people, they mention a lot of books that I haven't read. So I would love to go back actually and do something yeah. that forces me to read those and books. And I'm like, I didn't read that because I was rereading Adrian Mole. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think like genuinely... I will go now and research and and see if there was an evening class or a part-time course or something that I could do along those lines. Yeah, Um, because, I mean, you don't have to commit to full-time. You know, there are part-time and evening classes available. What about you? 
actually, speaking of evening classes, it reminds me that, um, so I'm not arty or artistic in any way, but I, I would like to appreciate art more. Yeah. Um, and I did try and do an evening class in art appreciation once, but not enough people turned up, so it was cancelled. <laughs> so I'd like to go back and try that again. Wow, maybe, I don't know if there is, I mean, there probably is something along those lines out there in further edu- education and training land. But uh, if not, maybe you should lobby for one to start. Absolutely, I'll start it myself. I can imagine you going around a gallery and just pointing at things, putting your glasses down your nose, even though you don't wear glasses. Maybe you should get some <laughs> fake lenses. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great to talk to Cleo and John there. I feel like I know so much more about even what's available in Ballyfermot, mm. even though we went there, but quite an inspiring chat. Absolutely. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to John and to Cleo for joining us. Sarah and I will be back again with some more stories, some more experiences and hopefully some more inspiration. Thanks for joining us for this episode of OMG What a Complete Education. We hope you've learned something new today. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more, head on over to etbi.ie to find a path into further education and training or to find details on your local ETB to discover the wide variety of lifelong learning options available right on your doorstep.